Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. to the Wise Men Say preview show podcast for this weekend's visit of Rochdale AFC. My name is Frankie Francis. I'm joined in the studio by Craig Clark and Richard Easterbrook. Hello. 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 Everyone okay? Mild hangover for me. Mild Richard. hangover for you, Richard. I'm feeling as fresh as a daisy. Fresh as a daisy over there. Uh, Rochdale AFC. There's not many AFCs. We are one of them. Rochdale are one of them. It's a clash of the AFCs. Yeah. Uh, they are visiting uh, the Stadium of Life. 3pm on Saturday. We're going to look forward uh, to that uh, fixture. Quick look back at the last fixture, though. We haven't had our uh, say. Unless you won on Monday night, you weren't, were you? I wasn't. No. And you weren't. And uh, I don't think any of us saw the game, did we? No. <laughs> Followed it on the radio. I didn't even manage that. I was out with my nephew. Hey, that's all right. You don't have to justify your existence around here. <laughs> I do have to justify not watching something, I feel... Like well, I he did betrayed them. Well, but they betrayed me with that some, poor result. Exactly. Some of our uh, friends in 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 the wise men say circle made the trip, and and it, and it wasn't uh, the result we hoped for, or actually a performance um, in in any regard at all. That we, you know, we're kind of expecting from Sunderland this season. You know, mm. we want to. A lot of the fans think we're going to go and steamroller teams, especially. Someone like Burton, who you know, had such a terrible home record last season, a, a team which we beat last season, one of the few yeah. at their place, but we didn't manage to be quick. No, and I don't think I'm. In hindsight, you can look at that team that he picked, and just you can say, yeah, that was that was the wrong team selection without even seeing the game. Yeah, we've we dominated possession a game, which I, I thought was quite surprising. Looking at the statistics, mm. which we have done pretty much every game this season despite not looking like we're in control of games mm. uh, sometimes. so And that's with a midfield that looked pretty lightweight, to be honest. And I think that's something he will address going into this weekend's game. Yeah, lessons learnt, I think, from it. Maybe not. don't go too gun-ho well, at the minute, anyway. I, I suppose, given the way we've conceded goals, maybe you thought, let's just go out on the front foot and try and blast a team away yeah. the way other teams have tried to do to us. I'll be honest, when I saw the yeah. start line, I was quite excited by it. I thought, you know, we were going to go for it, Richard. Yeah. Um, backfired, though. It looked it looked fairly attacking. I thought, well, you know, concentrate on attack and we don't have to worry about defence. But yeah. obviously when you have to worry about defence, <laughs> <laughs> it, all, it all falls down and it happened again. Does anyone yeah. think we're just not 
obviously it's a different squad, different manager and everything, but we look very susceptible to exactly the same type of goal that we looked susceptible to last season. Yeah. I totally looked at me, and a lot of people I've I've heard say we need some more height in the side and a bit more physical presence. I don't think the second goal particularly. I don't think it was down to that at all. It was just mm. down to poor positioning, and you know the, the, there seems to be some kind of communication issue, as in there is none. Yeah, <laughs> but it just nobody was picking up the man, and it just ended up being a bit of a, a sorry mess. It's strange um, that when you've watched them this season, the defenders individually. I mean, Oviedo, great. Mm. Baldwin, Plaudit. Mostly deserved, think he's been really good. Leuven, yeah. steady. Matthew's a bit less so. Donald Love, when he's played, less so. But as a collective unit, there's something not clicking there. And mm. I think that's going to come down to coaching. Especially, Do you think it's inconsistency as well? You know, you, but changes you, in the back yeah, four. Yeah, I mean, that's yeah, a, it's it a fashioned look at it, but you know, no, it, it won't help, surely. Football's yeah. about partnerships, isn't it? I mean, yeah, that, that back five needs to stay the same for a few games running in order to to gain some kind of partnership going on between between the four and then also with the keeper as well. Mm. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that is actually a really good point. Last season, we pointed at goalkeepers a lot and I noticed Lee Camp kept a clean sheet midweek. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying that was down to him being particularly great, but I think a few of us said, had we had a capable goalkeeper, we wouldn't have seen some of the goals conceded, maybe better organisation. Well, we've got a better goalkeeper. Obviously, we're doing better in a poorer division this season. Mm. But we're still suffering from similar problems. So maybe it wasn't just down to the, the goalkeepers last season. Mm-hmm. And whatever that issue was, is still hanging over. Something for Ross to look at. You'd presume he's looking at it every week because it must frustrate him as much as us. Yeah. It's that, uh, it's that first goal thing as well. Is that becoming a psychological barrier for the players, you think, Richard? I think, uh, yeah. I think it, it's it's getting that way, isn't it? Yeah. It's... Just one of those things, isn't it? It looked like we started well. Mm-hmm. Um, we had that chance with Madja mm-hmm. first of all. So it's not as if they're coming out of the blocks going, well, we're definitely going to concede first. Mm. I think it's just that other teams are starting to kind of think, well, if we put pressure on them in the first 20 minutes, you know, if, if this is at home, the fans get on the back. If they're away from home, you yeah. know, we can get the fans on our side and then, then build on it. And I think we're just falling. It becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, I yeah. think. Yeah. So is that psychological, yes, is it a lack of preparation? Are we not? Why? I, I look at the players we've got, and I don't think physically we're not just height wise and strength wise. We're just quite diminutive. We're not pacey particularly throughout the team. Last season we definitely were physically underprepared for that division. This is a much poorer division, so you can get away with it more. So you can see chances, players miss them, and that's fine. Yeah, but I, I do worry over despite the squad depth that we just lack something and I'm not sure well power is it really at the moment when he comes back he makes a huge difference instantly but without him we shouldn't look this vulnerable there should be someone else in the squad who can offer that I mean I don't know if Luke O9 was signed to do that doesn't look like he's going to get the chance does it so what's the answer because I think bringing Dylan McGeeck back in that's all well and good but he kind of sits very deep and yeah. keeps it safe and he, he didn't really impose himself on the game against Fleetwood. I was thinking about this earlier today and I think maybe we might have to see, uh, rather than you know worrying about who we're going to bring in, maybe the departure of someone who's been consistent in the starting eleven might need to happen. And unfortunately, while Craig enjoys his Dr Pepper on Sorry. mic, it's okay. Apologies. <laughs> I think it, 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 uh, in a way, um, I find myself in a weird position where I actually 
like George Honeyman, and I think he's, mm. a, he's a good footballer, and I think he, you know, he's he's really committed to the cause. But it's something's just not working with him though in in the starting eleven, and that's a weird one to pull out your, your captain. Mm. But you know, captain doesn't mean the same things it did twenty years ago. But when power comes back from suspension, uh, and now you've got McGeady, um mm. who who made an appearance last week, something's got to give, Richard. I think one of the great things about about League One is that you can make changes on the fly. <clears throat> I always compared that kind of thing in, in the Premier League and later, later years of Division One. Well, Championship, I sound like your dad there. <laughs> Division One. Div- well, Division Two if you want to go full dar. <laughs> yeah. But, like... but it is a, it's a kind of change in the tyre on, on a wheel when you're on the motorway um, in, the, in the top two divisions. But you can make changes on the fly and let them settle down and you can kind of learn from your mistakes and you've still got time to turn things around. I mean, we've played badly and still managed to get results this season. Yeah. It's very early in the year. It is. And, you know, we just need to find a combination I just, I just, that works. I just meant in, in terms of, uh, yeah, <clears throat> in terms of tinkering and finding yeah. combinations that work because I don't think for any stretch of imagination Jack Ross knows he's best 11 yet. I think he may have a, a, a an image in his mind, but I certainly don't think the players that he thought were going to fit with who on the pitch, I don't think that's worked out from the way he thought either. Um, I think, you know, this is still very much, you know, you know, he's he's, hard, he's only been at the club a few months. You know, these players oh, have yeah. only been a couple of months, if, if that, you know. This is a very um, develop, ever-evolving squad, isn't it? The whole situation's evolving constantly. And yeah. I think, You'd be hard pressed to get a consistent first choice eleven out of Sunderland fans, Absolutely. as well as Jack Ross. Yeah. Um, it's it's a tough one for him. I mean, I keep going back to saying, you know, three at the back could be the one just because it gives you an extra body with some height. It might help you sort of stop the crosses coming in. Mm. The fullbacks at the minute don't look particularly good at that. Maybe if you've got a centre back coming out mm-hmm. to cover, that might help. I don't know. But again, it's like we're talking about that's quite a big change to the system. And it's like, do we really need that? I'm questioning my own yeah. opinion here. Yeah. Probably not. Like Richard says, we actually are getting results generally. Yeah, It's just getting the right cogs into the system that he likes. And that system changes with who would feature, especially up top. Now, we saw, uh, unfortunately, Charlie White is the big news story this week. It looks like he's going to, well, it's been confirmed, up to 12 weeks to think he's going to be out with possible uh, some ligament damage in there as well. Not the best news. But in terms of tinkering with systems and, and approaches to games, arguably, stats would say that we have done better when White wasn't in the side and we played to Madge's strengths differently by not, you know, I think the idea with, with White was long balls to the man up top from left and right hasn't really worked, has it? It's strange it's not the kind of manager he is, is it? No. I, I didn't I didn't quite get yeah. that change. I mean I get it playing him. I just think not back in to that the, way. The Scunthorpe game is that first half. Mm. You no, know, we we played football really patient and, as well. You know, yeah, and, and we looked really composed in all departments on the pitch and since the introduction of White, maybe we've you know forsaken a little bit of that for a different approach a different style almost and again it's all a learning curve isn't it yeah it is i mean it's it's it, it could be some a situation where someone unlikely emerges from this and becomes the hero of the season i don't think any of us hung out we're going to hang our, hang our hats on um on josh madger this season and mm. he's turned out to be a, a relative success <laughs> efl young player really of the month as well 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 earned and well earned. deserved i think yeah. i mean I keep saying it, and I'll, I'll say it again. I think he's 
arguably the most talented footballer we've got. That's not to say he's the finished article. He's not. Yeah. And I feel like I, I completely agree with you about Honeyman. He's someone who's on the verge of losing his place in some ways. But I think sometimes, myself included, we're guilty of judging players on what they don't do rather than what they do do. Absolutely. Um, and what Honeyman, for example, is good at, I think, is pressing and he provides energy. And Madger is technically very sound. He's got quick feet. And yet he gets criticised by some for looking a bit like lazy or he doesn't run in behind. Or being or a he, soft touch. Yeah, and it's like, well, him. maybe that's just because no. that's not his game. Yeah, and He's not a doubt player. Yeah, and he's 19. Mm. He's a child. Um, and I just think with him, if you can build around his strengths, yeah. you'll get you'll score goals. Yeah. Him that, and McGeady in well, particular, we did. I think. We were scoring goals around his playing well, that's his Exactly, strengths. that's a good point. But as you said, yeah. yeah. Uh, so White is out. Quick thoughts on, on that. Disappointing, isn't it? It is disappointing when you consider the challenge that was gone completely unpunished. Yeah. I just sort of saw, yeah. I saw... I watched it again today because the first first time I saw it I was I was in a state of disbelief that, that it they allowed to play play on. That just <laughs> been, I mean, even if, if there was no advantage anyway. No. There was no clear no. advantage anyway. Yeah. Uh, just pull it back and give him, give him some kind of card or some kind of, of, of reprimand at least. But Yeah. Twelve that weeks just shows that you can get away with anything, yeah, well, especially in League One. I think some of the officiants, I mean, you don't want to get into just blaming officials, but some of it's absolutely atrocious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, they do say those things even themselves out over the season, well, but you we've can't had help. A few. But, yeah, you, you can't help but feel a little bit hard done by when you know your talisman strike and signing of the of the of the season has been ruled out for twelve weeks. But do we have enough in depth at the club then, Craig? Um, up top, if, well, I mean. I, you looked at it and thought, in some ways, I think Gareth went on about this a few times, about, like, would you rather keep Oviedo than have another striker? And I think I would have said yes, probably, because you can't take Madger out. He's playing so well. White cost for the division a lot of money. Yeah. So you, I think part of what you've been saying, Frank, you have looked for a way to shoehorn him in, in a way, because mm-hmm. they want to use him. If you brought another striker in on top of having Jerome Sinclair there, who's on run from a Premier League team... That you're going to have a lot of depth, but someone's going to be missing out quite regularly. Yeah. But then he sort of decided he wants to play two up front. Well, with two up front, until Duncan Watmore or Charlie White are back, we are bare bones. I mean, there's, there's two strikers at the club. Yeah, It is a bit of a concern. I mean, if Madger gets injured in particular, I think you know we're very lightweight. You'd have to have a complete rethink about how we approach games. I don't know what you think, Richard, but... Yeah, I, I agree. It's... I think it's just a case of just keep keep on trying different combinations. One one will stick. It's just like writing down loads of things on a bit of paper, and, and one will stick eventually. But it's finding that it's just the frustration right now, yeah. and especially with the injuries and suspensions disrupting. Mm. And like that's one of the problems I've got a bit with with McGee. You need him to have a run of five or six games to see a what kind of player he is and what he can do in this division. Yeah. But b just for his fitness and so he can have a consistent team put out. Mm. He comes in, we're all a bit mm, not sure what exactly he is, but then we don't get another chance to look at him because he's injured. Yeah. Now, if he keeps doing that, Ross can never settle on an eleven yeah. because he's not going to give him any consistency. Yeah, that that's a problem. But like, yeah, in fairness, that's why McGeek is is here because yeah. he hasn't had a full season in a, in a long time. Mm. He's been out, he's been <clears throat> in and out of sides with injury, and he's he's not shown that potential that he clearly does have. In it's a weird thing in that game against um, Fleetwood about how deep he sat 
He can control the ball in tight spaces. Don't know about his range of passing, but he can definitely control the ball in tight spaces. So why he felt the need, unless he's told to, to sit that deep? He started his career as a winger. Hmm. He's not averse to playing in advanced positions. It's really baffled me, and it, yeah. it was like really disappointing because it's, it's not same. what I thought from yeah, would get yeah. from him. Yeah, especially you know when you saw the the, the show reel of him, like you know mm. charging forward and getting goals as well. Yeah, look, you know. Well, I guess we'll we'll we'll, we'll see. But um, yes, uh, Jack Ross spoke to the press today ahead of the weekend's fixture. Let's hear from Jack Ross now, who spoke to BBC's Nick Barnes and Sun FM's Tom Hill. You know, a lot of games I've watched, they, they, they've tried to play. And yeah, I watched the game against Gillingham on Saturday and they were very direct. And so that, again, is, is difficult to predict with certainty how they'll approach the game. Um, like most teams, they have a stronger physical presence than we do. But we've done a lot of work this week on improving aspects of our game that should get us back to a level. Because bits of games have been good and there's, and there's been bits of our work that have been good. And it's important to keep highlighting then while recognising the areas we need to improve upon. But certainly I don't expect anything other than a difficult game. But do you look at someone like Keith Hill and you think, you look at that team and they've got a 38-year-old up front. Mm. They had a 17 and a 15-year-old on, on the bench. The, 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 he's clearly got some something about him as a coach to, to, to gel these sort of players well, I think together. so. I think that he, um, you know, there's a huge, there's a number of different facets to being a manager and a coach. And um, I suppose the one thing that he does have is a certain degree of stability at that club. You know, he's been there for a while now. He's he's probably I'm not saying they'll be comfortable in the role, but has probably settled enough to know and his players know what he wants from them. And there's probably a certain amount of consistency about what they do. And that I don't think should ever be underestimated because I've seen that firsthand myself at, at other clubs. I've seen how challenging the initial period can be as a manager, and then once you you know once your squad is settled and, and they understand exactly what you want from them, it becomes it doesn't become easier, but it, it becomes smoother, if you like, and I think they've probably seen that with Rochdale. I think they've probably benefited from from Keith's stability at the club and being there fairly consistently in that, I think, over a period of time. Generally, I think you'll find that clubs doing that. I mean, I know there's a couple of good examples of Premiership now with Bournemouth and Burnley with Eddie and Sean Dyche and things who have shown that what that stability can bring. Um, that's not me pitching to keep my job here for ages, <laughs> but I think it's I think it is. good pitch. I think it, I think it's important, you know, and I think again Keith Rochdale is another good example of that, and and you know about that consistency. I'm being there for a period of time, and then be able to produce a, a stable team in that time as well. You don't think you're under pressure already, do you? It's only <laughs> well, end. well, yeah, it's um, just goes with the territory, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, Josh Madger got a young player of the month the other day. Good start to what could be a memorable season for him. Yeah, I'm really pleased for him. He's I'm, I'm fond of him. Um, I've said this often. I've said it before that he's a he's a very likable young man. He's bright. He's clever. He's very polite. He's grounded, but also wants to do well in the game. And um, really pleased. I'm not sure he would have imagined this is where he would have been at, at this stage of the season. And I think to get that individual accolade, he's deserved it. Um, but it's just a starting point for him, you know. I think the key for him is can he replicate that over the course of the season and get himself, you know, target-wise, it'd be twenty goals for him. And if you can do that as a nineteen-year-old, then it's a it's a fantastic starting point. His his senior career. Must be happy with Aidan McGeady now back on the pitch and in, in contention. Yeah, we. It's an interesting one because he's been out for four months. If you add in the end of last season, close season, pre-season period, a long time. You know, if that was during a season, um, you would people think oh he'll still be out for a little bit longer and we kind of made the decision to to bring him back in with us really quickly rather than rehab him 
just Aiden probably gets more from working with us in the group than he does on his own. Um, and last weekend, was, you know, again, you've got to plan things as a manager. That was not in the plan for him to have him as long as a pitch and that. He wasn't ready for that. But we needed some, we needed a spark in the game and he thought he gave us that, actually. We have scored in that period. We probably had our best spell in that period and then he hit a lull. You know, I think you could see it and by, if you spoke to him after the game, he would tell you that he had that probably 15 minutes and then all of a sudden it was, you know, leggy. So again, he's only just building that up. But to have him available within the squad again is certainly um, a boost for me. And obviously as we got every week that goes past, because he's trained fully with me again this week, every week that goes past he gets ever closer to then being able to start games and that will help us as well. Because I think on that period in the pitch he showed the, the quality that I think that we all know he has. Back to the stadium of light, over 25,000 tickets sold at the moment. I mean, it's important to fans that support continues to make this a fortress at the stadium of light because, of course, he's still unbeaten there this season. Yeah, we, and I've been conscious of this because I know we suffered under the defeat last week. It, it was, it was, it was a, not an eye opener for me, but it was interesting to see that it was another example of the scrutiny that this club is under on a, on a daily and weekly basis. and but that, as I said, it's not something to complain about. But it's part of the challenge of getting the club going in the right direction. And um, so I've been keen to stress that it's about balancing the, the the understanding. You know, we didn't play well last week, and I just think I was open openly about that after the game and my responsibility within that. But balancing that out with the start overall, because it's not been perfect, but it's been probably better than I would think most people would have thought at the start of the season you know, in pre-season period and it's been okay and it's given us an okay platform and we don't want that to disappear quickly you know if we go six seven eight games and we're not winning games then yeah you've got to really work hard at keeping that but you know we want people to come back we've got a duty to go and get back to a performance level that excites them again on Saturday but I believe the group will do that but it's just making sure that that patience or support doesn't doesn't decrease more quickly because we've lost the game last week. You know, the, we've already seen that teams teams are coming with a a one off mentality to each game at the stadium of light and that's going to be the same each and every time and hopefully our supporters will respond in the way saying, Well we'll show how much it means to to us to protect that if you like in that record at our stadium. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. 
You're listening to the Wise Men Say podcast with me, Frankie Francis, Craig Clark and Richard Easterbrook. That was the Sunderland manager, Jack Ross, and the questions came from Nick Barnes and Tom Hill. So let's look at the opposition at the weekend. Rochdale AFC, they have scored 13 goals but conceded 16 this season. They have a goal average every 55 minutes they score a goal, but they do concede on every... 45 minutes by uh, uh, the stats what I found on the internet. Let's be honest, it's another one of those games where we don't really know much about the opposition apart from looking you know, how they've done this season. And they want a little bit of a mini run, aren't they, Richard, at the moment? Yeah, they've had, they've had a bad start, which which led led to a few Rochdale fans calling for, for Keith Hill's head. Obviously not literally, but... Um, <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> well, this is, this is League One football. Yeah, uh, that's quite what brutal. happens when you get down here. Yeah. Anything can happen post-Brexit as well. You know, wow. we, we don't know. All bets are off, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the, Keith Hill the, sounds like quite Brexit-y though, doesn't he? Yeah, right, yeah. I Are we going to speculate got... on to uh, how the Rochdale manager voted <laughs> in the, the referendum? <laughs> we're, safe, we're safe that he's not listening, so, unless... Imagine. Imagine yeah. It is League this One, be, anything's possible. Yeah, this anything's be possible. It could be. We're not going to speculate on Keith Hill's voting record. No, <laughs> we can't do that. But, uh, yeah, but we so, can speculate on the game. <laughs> yeah, we, we'll, we'll try to do it. The 13th at the moment, because of that bad start you just mentioned, uh, Richard. But they they have put a little bit of a run together. And, um, you know, uh, they have not lost a game away from home this season as well. They've played uh, for 1-2, drawn two. Should we be a bit alarmed by that? They've not done too well against the, the teams, teams mm. around where we are expected to be okay. this season, so um, it's that's a good a good sign. Um, but they they are scoring goals. Ian Henderson. Um, they they lost their last game when we won won our last game. So yeah, it's uh, it's, it's one of those, isn't it? It's yeah. They, on the Ian, on Monday's pod, mm. um, Gareth mentioned Ian Henderson and how he's a little bit banging form at the minute. Minute, but he said you know. It would be our challenge to find out, you know, the player who who wasn't in form, who will definitely <laughs> score against us at the weekend. And they've got a player in in, in the form of uh, Aaron Wilbraham, who is uh, 38 years old. You may oh, recognise that name. I do recognise his name. Has, actually, he has had yeah. done stints. But we played Bolton last season. Ah. Uh, he scored two goals there. He hasn't scored yet this season. Um, he played at Bristol and Norwich. And Palace, I think, in, in his career Yeah, as well. the Palace connection. So he could be yeah. one if he uh, makes an appearance. However, there is someone else who hasn't scored this season, who only scored once last season while on loan at Bolton and was the winning goal uh-huh. against Sunderland. It was Zach Clough. So he's get, get, get your money get, on. Get 100 quid minimum <laughs> on him to score first yeah. within the first 20 minutes. Oh, there you go. What happens, you know, what, seriously though, <laughs> if we go 1-0 down, you know, within the first 20 minutes, is this the, 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 the match that the, the crowd, you know, begin to ask questions and maybe don't follow that, um, you know, because I think I felt a little bit the last home game where it was a bit of a sucker punch, wasn't it? And you could feel everyone sign and think, no, it's not happened, it's happened again. Hopefully, you know, I mean, what? why don't they come out like they did, you know, against... Against Scunthorpe, for example, when you know it was generally they do the first five ten minutes, you know, look like very powerful, um, very confident side. Well, do you think that's that's the way they've got, they've got to do it, or maybe that's what they're doing wrong? Well, wait, what? <laughs> A very long question there. No, I, well, I wonder whether we wouldn't be better off if we can. Obviously, we've got to take in the account the opposition don't just want to roll over and let us do whatever we want. Even Scunthorpe, right, just to go on a bit of a tangent, had a penalty shout before it went to 1-0, mm. and it was a penalty. 
and they didn't get it. So that could... It, we're not going to talk about could have been, would have been, you know. But even then in that game where we were completely dominant and they were the worst team we've played by some distance, there was an opportunity for them. So in this game against a team who do score goals, you've got to think they're going to, they're going to try and do what everyone else has done to varying degrees of success. And they're going to go and try and get that early goal. Mm. I wonder if you might be right. We've lost a game. We haven't won in three. The goals haven't dried up, but they're not coming as thick and fast as they were earlier in the season when it looked like, come on, we're really going to steamroll of this division. And I do wonder if we were to concede inside sort of 15 minutes, mm. whether there might be a bit of a turn. I'm not saying people are going to turn on mass, and I would hope they don't. No, I'm, I'm not suggesting that for a moment, but I think it maybe... It is frustrating, though, to watch it's more the of a same frustrating thing happen thing, every yeah. week. On the back of a defeat, that I don't think that everyone will turn. I think no, there might no, be, there'll, there'll be pockets, or there'll definitely be pockets. I'm not, I'm not saying they're all going to start stomping out on no, 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 you know, 62 minutes or, or whatever. But Watchdale are going to come here and they're going to they're going to play a style of football that is going to frustrate us, and it's going to, you know, they're going to stop us from playing the type of game that we want to play. And they find a way to win games, and you know, the chance chances are they'll they'll put us under pressure quite early on. And if if we do go goal down 20 minutes in, there there will be pockets. That won't be particularly happy with it, and they'll, they'll show it. And you, you mentioned the other teams around us in the table who they've played. I mean, Walsall beat them 2-1, but they weren't really predicted to be up there. But Portsmouth and Peterborough both put four past them. Yeah. And you think, I'm not saying, obviously things changed. That was very early in the season. The Rochdale have adjusted and they've had a nice little spell of form and everything. But we've got to be looking to emulate that kind of performance. They concede goals. They've conceded half of their goals in two games against two of our rivals. So we've got to be looking to go out there and impose our game. Yeah, They might score in that game, and that's fine. Stats like, would suggest they that will. They're going to do it, exactly. Yeah. But if it's first, it's it's psych- It's not just psychological. It it affects the way the team approach the game. You have to... Th- like, you know, Ross it, is constantly having to rethink things during yeah. games. They always seem to be on the back foot. Yeah. Very rarely on the front foot. It's mm. strange to watch because... Team, we've got to understand teams aren't going to just let us. No, are we just? Is it a mental sharpness thing? Is it a physical sharpness? They look slow and laboured, and I don't know. We've got players who can get a hold of that ball, and all you need to do in a way is just get it across the back four and just keep the ball. Yeah, well, let's, take the sting out. Let's let's look at uh, how we might set up at the weekend. Then, um, you know, in terms of well, we I guess we we start from the back. Um, who do who do we have in 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 defence then? Um, Oviedo came back straight in back mm. into the side, but maybe would have benefited from not being in the side. So, but you can't really, you know, if he's available. Presumably can... now he's going to be ready. Yeah. Whereas last weekend, I don't think he was. Yeah, ready. He probably wasn't. Yeah. yeah uh, who do you have? Who who's your centre pairing at the back then, Craig? I'd stick with Baldwin and Leuven's again. You want yeah. to keep those three because they're the consistent performers together. Yeah, there's no real reason to just change personnel. Mm-hmm. I know not everyone's sold on Leuven's, but I mean he's not done anything wrong. Where you go, rip it up, start again. It's Matthews who's a threat, isn't it? Yeah, and the thing about Matthews is, it's like when is he going to find his level? He's, he's played well for other clubs. Mm-hmm. He comes to us and he's been inconsistent in and out of the team. He also had a few niggling injuries yeah. as well, which don't help. You just you just think is is this his level? Is mm-hmm. is actually like kind of being in and out of the team? Is that just the type of player that he is? That he's could not? be, could be, a, and he could be one of those a bit like Catmull, 
takes a while to get back into his stride. Mm. But whereas with Catamull, you'll get at least a half a season's worth of games in a row when he is fit. Mm. With Matthews, you won't. Yeah. And it's what we've just been talking about with McGeek. Except with McGeek, I think you potentially get more. With Matthews, does he actually give you enough when he is fit for you to really bother with having to bring him in and out of the side? That's the thing. If you've got a right-back that's playing six out of ten each game, you can go, oh, well, that's that's all right, as long as he's not letting mm-hmm. us down. But yeah. he comes back and he's four, five, maybe two out of ten. Yeah, some of them. Depending on your ratings. I... <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, 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 no, I, I, I mean, I would say he's been... I didn't see Burton games, so I can't judge that, but certainly the Fleetwood game, he was four out of ten at best. Culpable for the goal in some ways, poor for the penalty, diving in. It wasn't just his fault. Obviously, someone gave the honeyman gave the ball away. Mm. But is he doing enough to make you go, you've got to start him because he's a natural right back? Not really. I'd be looking to move him out of the team, I so think. So who would you bring in then instead? Probably Flanagan. And he's not going to get up the pitch and he's not particularly mobile. But maybe he gives you that um, aerial, um, you know, Deficiency yep. with especially with Wyke out now. I know it's not mm. a, a great to rely on you, you strike on set pieces, <laughs> but you know, Flanagan's a taller lad as well, isn't he? He he looks like he could. Well, you think about that Fleetwood goal, if that was not Matthews and it was Flanagan, I think Flanagan deals with it, doesn't he? Mm. Yeah, going through the side, does uh, Maguire walks? Does he strut straight back into the starting 11, Craig? He's a strutter, isn't he? <laughs> He's such a strutter, a peacock, isn't he? He's a, he is a peacock. Rightly so, what a man he is. <laughs> he took his goal well at the, did, the weekend. Does he come straight back in the side? I'm, I'm not sure. It's, it's, we've got so many attacking options. I don't really know what what you do for the best. Well, he's another <laughs> conundrum for you. McGeady, obviously still not fit. Surely not. Surely he couldn't start. We, he did all right coming back into a side with, without that much. With He'd only had a mm. couple of days training and he hadn't played any, any matches before that, no mm. under-23s or anything like that. So if that's what he can do when he's, you know... 25%, 40% fit. Yeah. You've, you've got to say. Would you start him? I think I would, yeah. So if you're starting him, I don't know if you do start Maguire because you start having. You can't of, deny him. He's just scored that screamer. But, the weekend. He, but he, well, I tell you what, it's a, a fair enough. Ross dropped him and he got that out of him. And he, I don't think if he starts like the it. game, he would have got that out of him because his form had dropped off a cliff. Mm. Um, maybe he has done enough then to get back in the team. But I think if you've got him and McGeady in the team. You need to play Honeyman mm-hmm. uh, to give you the balance. So where does Gooch fit in? Yeah, it starts getting difficult, doesn't it? Where do you fit yeah. all these? Uh, the, the sort of <laughs> we've got this plethora of players to play around Madger. Yeah, and then just Madger to really fulfil the striker role. Yeah. Just need to cut out the kind of the midfield and play everyone around Madger at the front. Just, just like well, that I, I think that's what he tried to do against Burton, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. just get them round Madger, <laughs> buzz them round Madger in a circle around. Them. <laughs> yeah, just protect them from the bullies. But I, yeah, like it, you look at it and think, right, we're not Man City, obviously, but in terms of this division, they they would play one kind of holding player. Mm-hmm. Catamull, you'd think, could kind of do that. Mm-hmm. Some people don't think he's mobile. I think in this division, he looks mobile. I but, think you've got to have cats on. I don't think you need his, any more than sorry. As well. sorry. Sorry. It's all right. I don't think you need any more than one in that division. But no, then it didn't player. really work, though, did it, against Burton? Or was that because we had two out and out strikers? I think because we had going f- past them. Right. So how would you... So you start with just Catamull, no McGeek. Who do you put in front of him? I'd put, front, I'd put three in front of him and two up top. And so a bit like Burton? Yeah. But 
this time it should work. Because so, the players you're going to pick are. It's going to be <laughs> so Madger and I'd probably put Sinclair off him. I would. I don't think it's fair to judge the fact that he was playing on the wing. Yeah, I, I don't think Sin- that was fair either. I'm going. I'm it's going on what, how he did against Charlton when he came yeah. on in the second half, and I thought he was playing slightly off Madger. I know he was a little bit further out wide, but there were, it worked. There were times. I think it worked definitely. I, th- I, I know He's what it is. About him. It's quick, isn't he? He's, yeah. He looks like he's got the ability. I know he's got no goals at uh, his, his parent club, but he has he has got the look of an, of quality in terms of ability, Definitely. speed, and fitness. You know, it's it's like we've said about other players. You can kind of see the League One ones and the ones that are clearly from a cut from a better sort of cloth. Yeah, I think Madge is one of them. Sinclair for what, whatever he did at Burton definitely has something, mm-hmm. and that's why he's a Premier League player, not a League One player. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd quite like to see them two form a partnership where you could start having Madger, the way he moves, he and if you've got Sinclair just running at these lump defenders off them, surely we're going to get him in behind. You're not going to get him playing in a flat four midfield on the left wing doing that, though. It's no. like a total waste of his talents, really, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, I've heard some someone I was in a meeting with today at work suggesting Madger play him from the left. Um, there's a potential if you play more of a four-three-three, three. mm. but we've got a lot of I wide think that's players. A waste that you know, putting, yeah. putting a strike out wide. You know, we need got the likes of you know, Honeyman could do that, Gucci could do that. Totally agree. Um, so if you're playing them two up front, I guess you and you think McGeady to start. Yeah, probably Honeyman and Maguire. I think psychologically as well. If you started someone like Ed McGeady, the opposition would be scared from the offset in yes. terms of. You know, you know, Aidan McGeady running at a defence in this mm-hmm. league should have no problems getting a shot at yeah. goal. And you know what happens in this league if you have a shot at goal? Great chance of scoring. And we've stopped doing that. Yeah. Maguire had a goal and he scored. Yeah. yeah. And more of them need to do it. And you're right, he's the perfect player to do it. Yeah. I love that, I love that goal because on uh, the highlights, I, I was expecting, this is my Premier League kind of background, I was expecting a, a different angle from behind the goal. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like from over his shoulder, maybe, but yeah. no, you, you got the same angle, yeah. just slower. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really old school. Yeah, you forget was. that this is League One. This like is what you like get. Roger Thames on the cons. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, hey, at least we got a replay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, so we we almost at the end, so we we should do a little round of predictions. Then, Richard, we'll start with you. How do you th- how do you see things going at the weekend? I think we need, we need to start well. <laughs> State the obvious. I think if we start well... Don't concede first. Don't concede first. We can do 2-3-0. 3-0. I'd like that. Chris. I'm going to go out there and say 4-2. 4-2? Two. Just a goal fest. Goal fest? I think we take the lead this time, but I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet against a team that's scoring that many goals. Mm. We can't keep a clean sheet against Oxford, who hadn't scored an away goal yeah. before we played them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say uh, 3-2 Sunderland. Magic gets a hat-trick. Oh, uh, but we Magic. Do and we, we don't concede first. Uh, if Sunderland score first, we, we could steamroll them. I think yeah, okay. that could happen at any point this season. As long as we score first. You know, confidence breeds throughout the side. The fans on side. Fans on side, especially well. at home. Yeah, that's going to happen, you know. Um, so yeah, positivity all round from Wiseman here. here. Come on. Um, <laughs> a bit of housekeeping uh, the weekend. Uh, Peacock is happening again. Uh, the, the, the the lads do a live pod down there, and they, they get a little bit worried because sometimes it looks like no one's going to be there. <laughs> but then all of a sudden, people get there. 
Yeah, and then every, the relief is palpable <laughs> yeah. in the group chat. I think this weekend they've got uh, Gordon Armstrong appearing for the first time this season. Uh, and uh, I'll be in the fan zone. I just found out today uh, that I think I'll be joined by Gary Bennett and Alex Ray. Oh, that's a combo, isn't it? Well, maybe not at the same good. time. But like, well, I mean, just, well, yeah, like it's, it's but it's a good combo. Good, good pair good, of uh, good, good spine. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's it's what we're good. looking for now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'll the, find it. Hopefully, the guys will be back on Monday night with a victorious podcast. Uh, if you all got in the game, enjoy yourself. We'll see you next time. <laughs> Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.